Welcome to Books with DM, presented to you by the Paw Regional Library. This is a podcast where we talk about books. Books, 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 and more books. One can never have too many books. Can they? Our quote of the day. Libraries will get you through times of no money better than money will get you through no libraries. Anne Herbert. All right, my book-loving people. We have a surprise guest today. We're going to be talking to Bonnie, who is on our board of directors for our library. We're going to welcome her in just a couple minutes. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, how are you? Pretty good. How are you? Not too bad. Isn't this cool, hey? It's pretty awesome. We're recording live right now. Well, live-ish. Live-ish. So, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, ultimate favorite book. Okay, ultimate favorite book is called Out of Africa. And it is an autobiography by Karen Blixen. She is, um, or she was, a Danish woman, and uh, in 1913, she moved to Nairobi, Africa. Cool. Um, She was um, dating a fellow for quite a long time, and then he decided he didn't want to marry her, so she married his brother. (laughs) Okay. And it was um, purely out of mutual convenience. They were already getting older, and they both needed to have a partner in their life so she was uh, from a fairly well-off family and she gave her husband her funds which would kind of be like a dowry Mm -hmm. to set up a cattle ranch in Africa and then she would join him a few months later unfortunately once she got there he had purchased land to grow coffee and where he purchased the land was fairly high up and it was um A real crapshoot because no one had ever planted coffee beans that high. So they weren't even sure if they, if the trees were going to grow and um, he'd already spent her money. (laughs) So, and because, right. um, She, because she married him, of course, um, her money was his. And because women were considered chattel or property, he had the right to do that uh, without her permission. So um, she had hoped that they were going to do this together, but he really wasn't interested in being a farmer at all. He just wanted to um, be a hunter because that's what they did back then. They took rich people out to hunt big game in Africa. Okay. So she had to learn all of that on her own. And so the reason I really love this book is because it's back from the early 1900s and it just shows the struggle that women have had really since the dawn of time um, being controlled by their fathers and then their husbands and being considered property instead of being viewed as um, human beings. Right. And so he actually ended up being a bit of a cheater on top of everything. And so she booted him off of the farm and she learned to run the farm on her own. And so it's pretty extraordinary. Uh, He gave her syphilis in the meantime. Nice. So (laughs) she had to make the long journey back from Nairobi to um, her Danish home with her mother. And she spent, I think, almost a year there 
taking cyanide because that's what they used to use for uh, that disease. And she was lucky enough to survive. But of course, she couldn't have children after that. She came wow. back to Africa and uh, she just seemed to have like one hurdle after the the other. But what I really like about the book is just um, that it's an autobiography and it was very honest about the struggle she'd had and how she would get one step forward and go two step back. And she never... Um, she never lost her love for Africa or the African people. Um, mm -hmm. She felt more at home there than she did um, in her from her Danish background. But I just I just found her very inspirational and um, considering what she would have faced in 1913 compared to what we're facing now in 2011. I just think she's amazing. It would have been a much harder struggle than what we have now. Like thanks to women like her, we have mm -hmm. what we have now. That's exactly right. People like her and um, the gal that was a pilot. I forget her name off the top of my head. Um, uh, and, Amelia Earhart. Amelia Earhart. Like she's another one who was a pioneer in an industry where it was unheard of for women to be pilots. Even though they did fly in the war and they built planes, uh, they weren't recognized for any of that until right. much later, right? So women like her are just kind of amazing um, <laughs> role models for even today, I mean, that's the thing. I guess that's probably the other thing that is really important to me about Karen Blixen is that even though it's 2021, her role model is still as, as relevant today as it was then. Because even today, there are young women in many countries that still face that plight. They're not considered persons and they don't have their right own rights and so forth. We're very lucky in North America that women uh, stand right next to men as partners now. So oh, very true, especially when you have young women like Malala who had to fight to just get right. an education. Right. And what and what she had to face coming out of that. Right. Like, goodness. Oh, yeah. Talk about courage. Um, so anyway, that's that's really like Karen is just a, a great inspiration to me. And um, <laughs> I thought Meryl Streep did a fantastic job portraying her in the movie Out of Africa. Mm -hmm. She is uh, an amazing um, she does an amazing job of imitation. She can imitate almost any uh, accent. It's per it's just fascinating to me how Meryl Streep can do that. So, um, she's a actually, true actress. Mm -hmm, yeah, and she's and she's actually also very politically based, and so she's a, a big inspiration for women as well. Um, Hello, hi. <laughs> okay, where are we starting from? Your second book. Okay, my second book is The Last Year by John Grisham. And uh, the reason that is one of my second favorite books is because, again, of the time frame that this was in, in the um, southern part of the United States in the mm, early 70s. So um, democracy for black people was just starting to make its way into the south and they were very slow to accept that um, change of course but mm -hmm. this um this book is about one juror who is among 12 people of course and she is the only black person on oh, that wow. uh, jury yeah so it just it just goes through um the process of a of a terrible murder in uh, the southern states and what happens when for the first time this uh, person, uh, black person, is on a jury, and um, 
it ends up that the fellow is convicted of the murder, but not the death penalty. And so most people assumed it was the black woman who did not vote for the um, capital punishment to take place because okay. she was a great Christian woman, very Christian. And as it turns out, towards the end of the, the book, um, you find out what really went on um, in the back room, so to speak. But uh, mm -hmm. long, long story short is it's very uplifting because this black lady and her husband owned their own home. They had uh, eight children. Seven of them had completed university and were professors themselves. It was very inspirational story <laughs> about, um, <coughs> about this woman. And also, I guess what was even more fascinating to me was that all seven of her children that became professors, none of them had any animosity at all towards anyone about the fact that, you know, they couldn't go to white schools, they couldn't drink from white fountains, you know, that kind of thing. Like they had no oh, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But she was such a strong Christian woman that she raised her children literally on the Bible and forgive and let go, so to speak. Yeah. You know, it's such an easy thing to say, but she literally raised her children with that philosophy. And so even though they grew up in tough times in the deep South, um, she raised them so that they didn't hold animosity or hatred towards anyone that they tried to do their best to make the world a better place. Um, so that was very inspirational to me. And of course I love John Grisham's right how I've read all of his books. Um, so then moving on to the other question that you had about my least favorite book or, you know, a book that I didn't like. Yes. <laughs> so I actually didn't choose any books. I guess really all I could oh, say about that. Um, I don't read anything dark anymore. I used to be addicted to, um, I can't even remember her name right now, but I used to be addicted to, she was a coroner and, um, she was, a. It's sort of a detective type corner. Oh, like the Bone series? Uh, there's the Bone series and then there's um, another one. Um, okay. You have a lot of her books and I can't believe I don't remember her name because I read <laughs> so many of her books. But uh, they were very, it, towards the end of her last like three or four novels, her books got darker and darker and darker. And so I guess <laughs> as I got older... Um, I stopped reading anything like that. I, I don't like to read anything about uh, human abuse towards other human uh, human beings. I, I can't manage to, even no, though... You live that and see that. Right. And even though, you know, there's a lot of history I know and I understand that we need to know about so we don't repeat that stuff. And um, I think at this point, I'm almost 55 and I've learned a lot of history in the world. So... I'm aware of how cruel people can be to each other and that there's still atrocities going on in the world. So I guess I try not to read dark stuff because we're living through a lot of dark times and I can just turn on the local news and I can hear all of that. So I try to right. read really uplifting books, um, feel good books, soft stories. Um, I listen to a podcast called Nothing Much Happens and uh, she does the, like 20 minute podcasts on how to help people fall asleep and she literally writes stuff that just happens day to day making coffee in the morning growing flowers taking her dog for a walk it's all very simple but it's so pleasant and you visualize what she's speaking about in your mind and on facebook 
she actually has some illustrations of what um, her stories are about. And so they're very light and they're very easy. Um, I just watched the movie on Miss Beatrix Potter. That's the kind of stuff I gravitate to. It's feel good stories. And even though there's a little bit of hardship in it, you know, here and there throughout, just like there is in everybody's life at the end, mm -hmm. um, Beatrix Potter became one of the most famous female writers, like in the history of writers, even though wow. her own mother did not see that that was going to be a thing. And she's also a beautiful um, illustrator and painter. So, and she believed so strongly in herself that she just came um, day after day, she came back and she just kept going and going and she didn't take no for an answer. And she finally found someone who believed in her. And from her very first book, it took off. So that's the kind of stuff I focus on. So I'm not going to say I have any books that I don't like, but I do definitely grab, gravitate to feel good, health and wellness, um, inspirational stories, that kind of thing. Yeah, strong women that make a difference. Yeah, I just want to hang out with them. <laughs> I, I can understand that. I, I kind of like that thought. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, on the other side of me, um, I'm a Gemini. So um, I always say that I have another personality and her name is Beth. Uh, and we like wizards and witches and dragons and such. So I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. And um, I've just uh, glommed on to a couple of new programs on Prime and on uh, Netflix that have to do with witches and wizards and that kind of thing. So there's a little oh, bit that's of, awesome. Yeah, a little bit of that in me as well. <laughs> I'm a pretty hearty fantasy girl when it comes to that stuff, too. So well, great. So we can we have another podcast to do then. Well, that'll be our next mission. We'll do a fantasy podcast, talk about all the cool fantasy books out there. I think that's a great idea. I think I'm going to have to get back to the library and I'll have to start searching. Well, we're open again in the afternoons. That's great. That's what I need. Stop in. Actually, I might be in there this afternoon because I've got one book to return. Awesome. We'll see you then. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Thanks for doing this podcast with me. I'm no. excited to listen to it. And I just downloaded Thanks. the app. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Okay, thanks, Don Marie. Okay, have a great day, Bonnie. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you for being here with us, Bonnie. It was great to have you. So, how about we move on a little bit and answer to our quiz from last episode. The question was, what is the library's mission statement? This is a question for the library I work at the Paul Regional Library, what is the library mission statement? The answer to that, the freedom to read, to learn, to discover. Well, that's it for us for this episode. Remember to grab a good book and stay safe out there. Talk with you next time.